And welcome back to the Death of the Trail podcast. With me on deck today is, of course, Craig. How you doing, Craig? Great. Got a head cold. Yeah, yeah, a little nasally over there. Uh, And then also uh, joining us today uh, from the Age of Darkness podcast is JP. How you doing, JP? What's up, 7-Up? Speaking of 7-Up, I'm off the rails already. Uh, Fuck, it took the introductions for you to get off the rails. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I went to Costco this week with my buddy, and uh, they had like this flat of, um, Korean milk sodas, <laughs> refreshing milk and yogurt flavor. Um, and so my buddy bought them because he's like, there's no way these are good. And I actually love them because they kind of taste like in between 7 Up and Mellow Yellow. And I'm drinking them right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that not being too bad, actually. That oh, bad. yeah, it's actually amazing. Yeah, it's super good. It's called Milk Is. Milk Is. <laughs> yeah. Milk, milk is, is what? Milk is what? Milk is carbonated. Milk is carbonated. Yeah. Yeah, it's super good. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to do the usual thing. I'll get off track, and then we'll do the agenda. Uh, so You'll get off track we'll again. We'll do hobby progress. Yeah, just kind of shoot the stuff. Then we'll get then I'll get off track again. Someone will rein me back in. Uh, then we're gonna gush over like the giant announcement that none of us thought was coming uh, at least this quick. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting it this uh, quick. Yeah, all of our pants will be two inches short. How for that the for, like, hell do you minutes. guys think that this was too quick? No, no, no. Sit uh, here. I mean, we, no, no. It's like eighteen, eighteen dr- coming. We knew it was coming. Not that it was. It's too been quick. five years now since uh, since Titanicus. 2018 dropped five years now this hasn't been yeah. quick i we've been sitting here knowing what was going to happen this whole time and now we have to pretend to be surprised well no, no so see, maybe I, I should maybe what i should it's sorry to jump on craig my my statement around quick is i didn't expect it to be announced and come out so quick yes that is fair that's 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 where i that's where i was thinking too like i i expected it to be announced but it's like oh yeah six months down the road not next month yeah, not like six weeks. Um, I mean, I'm not complaining. No. <laughs> I'm not complaining. just feel like I should qualify my statement there. Um, and then, you know, rip to anyone who played Aeronautica not in the heresy. Yeah. Yeah, they killed that game off, didn't they? <laughs> um, JP, how, uh, how fired up is um, uh, Pendrag over that one? For some reason, I can't think of his real name and only his Instagram. Good. Darren. Darren. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I heard the D, you're like, using Darren. his old his old thirty k forum nickname. We're all pretty we're pro- all pretty excited about here. Yeah, you, you had you had me come up to talk about Epic News, but I thought that we were going to talk about uh ftr and bullet club gold uh putting out an absolute uh, match of the year banger uh yesterday on collision okay 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 i'm gonna stop you right there i have not watched um, collision yeah, yet about the other <laughs> well i mean you and, you you and craig can talk about that you, you know jp i was talking to my wife and i was like you know i should talk to jp about you know maybe starting an aew podcast with him because i mean we both have the equipment to do it yeah yeah uh, I, I have I have lots to say. Oh, you haven't watched Collision yet? Okay, never mind. So we're gonna talk about the other epic then. Yes, the other epic. Okay. Well, okay. Do yeah. yourself a uh, favor, and everybody you guys out there. Can, do, you your, do yourselves a favor 
and and watch uh, AEW Collision for July eighth, twenty twenty three. In 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 did I say Saskatoon was in Regina? Uh, FTR against uh, Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and uh, Juice, Juice Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, uh, and and uh, absolute perhaps match of the year level, like really? pay per view level. Oh yeah, dude. I'm not gonna tell you one or anything like that, but absolutely. Jay White is the signing of of maybe what? the best signing of AEW's entire history. Mm-hmm. All because Vince is so toxic. This is true. But okay, we're getting off track. Uh Koro Ibushi. I'm just saying blood and guts, Koro Ibushi. Yeah, Ibushi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's another one they WWE missed out on. If it, that's true. No, there's a there's a bunch of them, but again, Vince is so goddamn toxic, and he's just he's he's just giving AEW uh, uh, wins left and right. I know. But yeah, all timer. Yeah, I, I thought that's the epic we were talking about because of of Craig and I's AEW chat. But okay, yes, we'll talk about the other epic. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, well let's 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 do hobby progress. Let's do hobby progress. But do yeah, do yourself a favor though while you're doing some hobby there. Just watch that all time banger between FTR and and Bullet Club Gold. Okay, I will watch it tomorrow night. Did you watch the British Grand Prix today, Craig? Uh, yeah, of course I did. Okay, sweet. <laughs> when, when, uh, I mean, I, I could talk about this too. I can go on about this for a few hours too. I mean, I got I know, lots we, of... We, we can take that one offline. I got up and watched it like, right, at, right at 8 a.m. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I watched it a little later. Uh, my boy Max won. I wore I wore my Max Verstappen hat all day long, so... Ugh. Don't hate, don't don't hate the player. Hate the game. The boys, the boys, <laughs> next level. You're just jelly. He is next level. Um, that makes for some boring racing. Uh, it does. Not gonna lie. <laughs> anyway. I was so excited when Lando passed him on on turn one. I was like, finally. Oh, it only yeah. took like five more laps, and he got it back. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Hobby. Hobby talk. <laughs> Hobby talk, but um, okay. Well, maybe we'll do some hobby hobby progress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that sports, now that sports are out of the way, and sports <laughs> entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Daddy now Magic. Sports desk. Uh, hey, he's a hometowner. He's, a, he's he's one of ours. He's a Montrealer. Is yeah, yeah, he is. And so we're like getting off track. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm gonna derail your episode. <laughs> this is this is what you get. You, Hey, could you come on short notice at 10.30 p.m.? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about... I'm going to derail this. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Who wants to go first for hobby proper? I guess I'll go first. Just doing some juicy hobby. Okay. Okay, so I have everything for my 2,500-point Dark Angels. I got the last thing in. I got my Leviathan. Um, it is a Dark Angels Leviathan, so I set up my folding table out in the garage and sprayed everything that was still gray and or resin black. And nice. that was when it was pouring rain here. And oh, yeah. then they sat in my garage for a week. And then I went into my garage to mow my lawn today. I was like, holy fuck, my Dark Angels are in here still. I should I should do something about that. That's about all the hobby talk or hobbying I've done. Oh, I played a couple more games with my son. He's still loving it. Um, learning from his mistakes, which has been fantastic. And I, we, me, and you had a game, and I curb stomped yeah. you. I ruffle stomped you. Sure did, buddy. <laughs> I, got, I got no cogs left on my uh, 
for for everyone i I did not plan it he had told me originally he was bringing custodes so i brought a fairly Uh, evil list for 1500 points uh a land raider actually showing up a land raider (laughs) a leviathan and a squad of interrupters and they did all the work yeah um i'm convinced that the interrupters will continue to do all the work i mean even like even when uh i do eventually like bust some custodies out um i think those interrupters will make short work and just about all of them well see that's the thing like, <laughs> i i didn't i didn't i've had them since the last edition i got them day one when they first came out onto forge world so i've had them sitting there forever i didn't know how good they were going to be i just i'm not cr- complaining about them um but I, yeah, it's like they're they're good. You got to be smart about how you deal with them. Yeah, um, especially with counter attack. Trying to make counter attack yeah. and wall of flame. Holy mm-hmm. Well, avoid them. Yeah, and and I mean that's that's why I'm thinking like still because my so uh, JP my Mechanicum is very close combat oriented because I'm a psycho, um, and. <laughs> The custodians will be very close combat oriented, so whether or not they actually make it there would be up for debate. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of like the super good custodian units either. Um, I think the best unit I've got is probably the five man Terminator team, but everything else is like a six plus save now, um, so they're pretty easy to get rid of. But they'll look sexy because um, I've been working on them. Mm hmm. Uh, so I found, um, oh shit, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a, I'll throw you a picture, uh, after, or a video after JP. Like I found a really sick way to do gold. Cause I'm typically not very good at metallics. Um, yeah. I'm doing like a gloss, gloss black varnish. And then I'm making up like a mixture of a couple of different gold paints and it comes through so juicy, uh, but on the custodians, I managed to get my hands on two cans of the old like testers gloss black enamel paint, wow. which is like super mirrored. Yeah, I was just I was in like a great hobbies, and I was just looking for like any sort Isn't of a gloss spray paint. That's like, an old paint, no? It's so old, but it's still good. Um, but because uh, I think they discontinued the line. Um, mm. And so I managed to get two cans of it. like they had they had exactly two cans. Um, and I've got like my gold mixture from the bottom and it's friggin' it's what Ormite would look like. Like it's so reflective. Mm-hmm. I don't even it's think the so... pictures are doing it as much justice as it should be. No, I don't think they are either, but like, it's such a homogenous look. Like it looks like I've put like little tiny metal men <laughs> down on the table. Um, but shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, I mean, like, it's just it. Like, uh, you know, an, an army that's all metal is an army that's, like, easy to make look decent. Like, and, and really, I would even say easy to make look good, but it's hard to make it look great. Um, and I hope, that's my hope here, is that, like, I can really flex that muscle with these guys and just up my metallics Hmm. Your 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 work is as usual very impressive. You didn't talk about your uh, your your bad ab. Oh, my raptor guy. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, you, I did you that found too. a beautiful like camo like olive green. 
Yeah, uh, thank you. That's um, so. That's my Skill Seventy Five Artist series that I used for that. Uh, I did Olive Green <laughs> as the base coat, uh, and then I went up to light moss green, and then I added in uh, primary yellow to it, and then I think vanilla yellow on the very top of that. Um, but what I what I did with that actually, so I, I tried something a little bit different, and I put my color wheel into play here. Um, I primed it hull red. Really? And then mm. yeah, and then I did my zenith highlighting. So then I did my zenith shading. So it was all it already had a lot of shaded depth on it before I went back and put more of it on. Um, and then. Uh, what did I use as the shade? That's a problem. I didn't write that down. Uh, so I'll have to figure that out again. Um, but, oh, I put raw umber, I think, in as the shade. Oh, well. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it already gave it like a ton of depth because I was going to put green over top of it. So I'm like, okay, well, like what's sort of the opposite side of that? Um, and I was like, it's kind of like a purplish reddish color, which is all red. So I put that down first. And then when I layered over it, it was already super good. Um, so I was not upset about it. No, it's um, really well. Yeah. And then, uh, Epic Basing, uh, has, uh, come on as a sponsor for me. So, and for the articles of secession. And so uh, he gave me a bunch of jungle STLs. So I printed those off on my magic space blocks and then made a sweet jungle base. Yeah, I have a theme uh, you have going here. You have Epic Basing, Epic yeah. the Game, and also Epic Banger between FTR and Gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an Epic win for Norris, who's never won at the, um, <laughs> the British Grand Prix. He did not win, he came in second. <laughs> That's his side. He's never podiumed. He's yes, never he has. Podiumed. Yes, he's he's podiumed in second place before. Not at the British Grand Prix. Not though. at the British Grand Prix. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. and he's a British guy, so it's like he's never podiumed at home. Did you, when the crowd lost their minds when he passed for Stappen, that yeah. crowd was loud. <laughs> one hundred seventy thousand people all cheering for him all at the same time. Hell yeah! Epic. Uh, <laughs> epic. That's uh-huh. so epic. Yeah. Epic all around. Uh, and actually, I built, uh, or I worked on my um, little baby, uh, my uh, Titans, again, my Titanicus stuff a little bit more. Um, yeah, so I built a couple more of those guys, but I wasn't, I had like a grad party to go to on Saturday for like our friend's kid graduated. So um, he, uh, I wasn't able to go to the Titanicus event game day here in town yeah titanicus game day but um yeah otherwise i think that's about all i did like my i did my test model on like one of those free um like i did my test gold on one of those free uh sigma guys that you can just like go into gw and get Mm -hmm. and uh, i did like a separate gold test on one of my crimson paladins so now those guys i guess have a color scheme <laughs> there you but, go. It, yeah 
Yeah, they, they look good too, though. Um, but the Raptor is not quite done. He's He'll be done this month uh, for this month's article, um, which we have to like have prepped for the 20th. So I guess that's technically next month's article for the Tale of Gamers for Bata. Mm. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's ramping up. Dudes are getting excited. But uh, Max over at Barefoot Miniatures and I are like squaring off. So we're both doing jungle bases um, to kind of represent that conflict in Bad Ab, where they uh, the Raptors like it cost them almost their entire deployment, but they managed to beat like the Mantis Warriors and the uh, Astral Claws. Oh, nice on that jungle planet. Yeah. So um, yeah, that'll be good. That'll be exciting. Uh, but I really got a boogie on these custodians because this is supposed to be tra- my travel army for Scandis. And that's in November, isn't it? No, that's in October. November is the Boys of the Golden Throne event, so I literally get back from fucking Scandis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have like two days of respite, and then we got to go to Victoria. <sighs> My wife still doesn't know. <laughs> uh, you should probably tell her. I'm going to. I'm be like, hey, sweetie, yeah, by the way, I am going. Actually, no, I did tell her. I did bring it up. She does know. She does know. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and she Perfect. she's like, well, I don't want to go. It's winter time. Why would you go in such a bad time? I'm like, I'm not going there to see the sights. I'm going there to play game. That reminds me winter. Yeah, that reminds me. It's like I need the first weekend November. I that reminds me. I got to get my uh, uh, Dark Angels done by then. Yeah, you do. And then we should probably play some practice games so that I actually know my rules. Yeah, same here. So I just gotta GP. say, I I just gotta say. We're all here for one reason. Now, I don't know about well, you, JP. You guys are going to ask me what hobby yeah. I've been doing. Oh, I, yeah. I'm trying this to. This is stew. I haven't been doing any. I mean, that's a fair I thing. just want to talk about <laughs> Epic, guys. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> there. No, uh, JP, what have you done? <laughs> like in the last two weeks or last month? Last two weeks? I've actually. I've actually done this. Okay, um, here, I'm going to show you. Uh, uh, I'm sending you guys uh, uh, what I've been working on. Um, because uh, I think I showed some of it to you, Alex. Uh, 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 but I've been working on uh, uh my Don't Look Back set. Uh, if you recall the uh, horror game that uh, oh hell yeah, I've been playing oh, a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've um so when we were at Adepticon, I purchased. So Don't Look Back is a is a slasher kind of themed game. Mm-hmm. Um and and so uh, um uh, and oh yeah, and, you did send me these. So um, one of the things they they sell, and this is nothing to do with the actual game, is uh, <laughs> they sell a set of of characters called the Golden Gun Girls, and it's the fucking Golden Girls with firearms. <laughs> um, so hold on, yeah. I love this game uh, so much. So, Blanche, Dorothy, uh, Rose, and Sophia. So they don't actually have. Uh, um, uh, they, they, they don't actually have any rules in the game, but one of the expansions, it's called Final Call, uh, um, actually has rules uh, for character creation. So I spent a bunch of time because I have, um, I don't know, uh, I, de- I decided to make everything uh, more complicated than it needs to be. So um, um, uh, I, I actually made character cards for all the uh, Golden Girls. And the uh, goal is to create a scenario for an, an next Depthcon where all four of the Golden Girls, so Blanche, Dorothy, Rose, and Sophia, um, uh, are, are facing off against a horde um, of zombies. Uh, and and I'm, I'm assuming they like rented the cabin from um, um, 
Dorothy's ex-husband Stan, who's just like the most incompetent character in that whole fucking show, just mm. shows up and with another stupid thing that happened to him. It's like, Dorothy, you have to take this cottage. Uh, and it's like, oh, Stan. Um, and eventually they, it turns out it's infested with zombies, but like Stan was too dumb to like to point it out or something. Like that. So, <laughs> he was too dumb to realize is, it. Yeah, Stan was the worst. <laughs> so, uh, but the cool thing is, like, everything I made uh, for 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 this is uh, actually like absolutely works in the game. It's all like I, I used all the character creation rules. So this is what I did instead of working my thirty k because I have I probably have some form of ADHD, uh, and uh, I I keep moving on to new projects without finishing the ones I'm working on. Uh, so here, I also sent you guys semantic zombies that I've been working on, uh, which are going to form. Uh, the living dead that the uh, golden girls are going to have to face off and uh, hopefully uh, at the end of the day um, I just I don't know friends. I don't I don't know if I can handle the golden girls dying to zombies like the, the, they need to be OP as OP as hell like you, you oh, can't, no, they'll you, be fine you, you, okay good <laughs> so is this, is this what you're bringing to next indie I game made then? I made Sophia a tank because <laughs> you really think that like a bunch of zombies are gonna deal with Sophia? No, no. they're gonna get no. smoked. She has combat fifty, <laughs> which is a lot in this game. It's like on a twenty-point scale. Oh, um, so she's up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's she's a I mean, Sophia tank, but she only moves three inches because <laughs> Sophia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put all her points into combat. Anyways, that's what I've been working on. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, is that what you're bringing to next indie game night? Is that? Oh that yeah, yeah, we're doing. Okay, cool. I, I, we got the cabin, so we're, we're going to put the cabin, and it's going to be Night of the Living Dead, but it's the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> uh, I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed. Uh. <laughs> I think I'm more excited. So come see us at Adepticon. <laughs> <laughs> come see Dorothy and the girls. Hell yeah. You better you better believe it. <laughs> um, that's freaking sweet. Uh, I've, been, I've been working a little bit on my top secret project as well. I'm going to have, like, that's the other reason I want this, like, small army to travel with. So that when I go to Adepticon, I can bring two friggin' indie games. Because <laughs> i got to make up for last year. Yeah, you didn't want to bring in any indie games, and frankly, we're still kind of pissed off at you about it. You well, should be. You know what? I had COVID, <laughs> like, and I got you shot. Did? At. That was the year before. No, I did actually. No, I got. I, I had. Oh, you had COVID. it again. That's right. Yeah. So I was like, I was trucking along. I had no spare time. It was going to line up perfectly, and then uh, I went to Montreal uh, for meetings, and I think I got it either in the airport on the way there or on the plane on the way there which sucked because no I was wearing that. like that's not, that's not on me no I, I was wearing a can 95 like the whole way there and back and then I was like this is pointless nobody else is wearing masks and I got still sick as hell so I'm like whatever just give me all the germs I guess <laughs> I'm vaxxed well, <laughs> um, and uh, and then I got back and Saturday rolled around I felt great I went to brunch, I did my errands, I got my groceries, and then I went home, and I was like, I'm going to have an afternoon nap. <laughs> and I woke up not feeling great <laughs> from the nap. And uh, like, and then I just nosedived. It was kind of the same same thing that happened last time I had it. And I was like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scrape. I got a feeling here. And then I was just mind-locked. 
for like three and a half days. Like I, I wasn't coughing. Uh, I, I don't know if I had a fever. I didn't bother to check, but um, like my head just felt like it was in a vice for three days. And two of those days were the weekend that I needed to spend just head down painting. And the Sunday was so bad. Like it hurt more to have my eyes closed than to have them open. Oh God. Um, yeah. And I just sat there and died. And then like, you know, Monday I, I did some more work, but by the time I was done work, I was just wiped and my headache was back. And I was like, I can't, I can't paint. <laughs> And then I tried to speed paint my uh, kill wager and it looked like shit, so I didn't bring it. (laughs) I did did actually have the kill wager done. It just looked like shit, and I was like, I can't present this. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't worthy. I can't take this out. This looks like crap. (laughs) um, I tried something different. It didn't work out. Uh, Oh, Real real quick, though, because I just noticed that I'm using my copy to hold my custodians up. I went to Armin's and I played a copy of Witcher The Old World. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I do have a copy of myself, but holy shit, is that board game awesome. Uh, uh, my, my co-host uh, at the East Darkest, Darren, uh, just got uh, his copy and he says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... like I mean, in Canada, we got lucky. Like, our copies got delivered, like, a month ago. Maybe six weeks. Oh, he just um, got his, yeah. He's in the UK. Yeah, yeah the, the UK got delivered late. Um... And we got like all the expansions and stuff with it. The models are awesome, but uh, I'm not one who's very good at like learning a game through reading the rules. I kind of have to play it. Like I almost have to be shown how to play. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, and uh, so Armin, Armin unboxed it and sleeved all his stuff and got everything prepped and played like a couple of um, played a couple of single player games. Played like uh, you know a game with Theo. Um, well, you know, while their kids were playing and, uh, and then he took me through it and I was like, this game's freaking so good. Uh, but I can't bring that one to friggin' Adepticon cause I'd have to like ship it on its own. <laughs> I have to ship it to like Dan or somebody be like, bring this and then ship it back to me, please. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> you say that, but like we know full well that someone we know bought it like that's living within driving distance of adepticon we could still do it we should honestly one thing that we're missing for adepticon is like a a a a quiet uh strategic board game night we have indie night Mm. we have praetor wrestling but we don't have uh chill like play war of the ring or something you know like nice long but like chill sit down strategic board game night See, have you ever played uh, Twilight Imperium? Yes, but we don't have time for that. Yeah, you don't have enough time for that. Okay. That game, you <laughs> it's all of it. I, I, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twilight Imperium, you start at 8 o'clock in the morning and you pray to go, uh, on a Saturday and you pray to God you're done by Monday morning. Like, you pray. There was one time, we, the first time we played uh, Twilight Imperium, and a lot of, most players, like myself included, hadn't played it before. We started at around, uh, I think, maybe. Uh, six, seven in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, Way too late. And the sun was coming up. We had done two turns. It's like, well, I think we should probably get home. <laughs> I don't think we're finished <laughs> this game today. <laughs> well, gosh. But it's know, so... Kind of... it's, it, it's it might be the so best good. game ever made, but that doesn't fucking matter because it's too, if I might, I think. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. You stole my... <laughs> oh, my, my segue. <laughs> But I'll accept it. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Segway accepted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we had our, our weekender. Everybody's eager. Can't wait to see what else we get for heresy. Bang. Bang. We there get a new is. game or a return we of an old game. Alice. Um, what, what a level of excitement. I watched it while I was eating brunch. Um, for those who don't know, I have a real issue with like not eating brunch. <laughs> yeah, brunch is very important to Alex. It is. It's a core staple of my life. And if I don't have it on a weekend, I'm grumpy the whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Legion Imperialis. So, JP, what's your hot take? Told you so. I told you so. <laughs> like, this is the least surprising thing that's probably ever dropped. Uh, and for some reason, people are like, oh my god, I can't believe Epic's coming back. And I was like, really? You can't believe it? <laughs> well, <laughs> as soon as, soon as uh, uh, Titanic's dropped and then uh, Aeronautica dropped and it's the same scale, I'm like, cool, you're building a bank of models. Because, yeah, and the worst part is, this is exactly what happened last time. Uh, the original version oh, yeah, of yeah. Titanicus. Oh, yeah, you're uh, right. Uh, yeah, the first version of Titanicus was just a game. It came out in. Um, 1991 or 92? No, no, um, it used to be called. Uh, it, 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 the, the idea was giant robots, like, mm -hmm. like to fight giant robots fighting. But the problem is we have no money because this is like 1980s Games Workshop, and it's just like a coke fueled, uh, <laughs> uh, just like anything goes kind of uh, uh, business. And you know what? Whatever we're gonna do, giant robots fighting. Um, but the thing is, they didn't have a lot of budget, so decided okay, so we can only make like one robot. So we can make like a Warlord Titan, like the old Beetleback Warlord Titan. We can only make one. Uh, so um, how do we make a game out of this? Because if everybody has the same model, let's do a civil war. Oh, man, that's a good idea. Let's do a civil war if everybody has the same model. That makes total sense. Like, is there anything in the lore that we've written already that talks about a civil war? And then some guy was looking at Book of the Astronomican and looking, he's like, well, this is a little, this is a little black text box. Uh, text box. About this one incident where uh, Horus, uh, uh, who was the war master of the Imperium, this is before Primarchs existed, or is like he he uh, rebelled with a third of the hosts of the Imperium, and then he laid siege to Terra, and then the Emperor cast him into the Eye of Terror uh, by his Talon. So it's like, oh, we could build on this, and that way we don't have to produce Eldar Titans, and we don't have to produce Orc Gargans. Mm -hmm. This is a good way to save money. At the end of the day, all the heresy is was a way for a bunch of coked up metalheads in the late late 80s to save some money on pla injected plastic molds. <laughs> Hell yeah. But hey, and that's we got something why, so epic. Uh... It's pretty epic. <laughs> Today's word is But what, what's happening is so you have a, 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 so AT drops, so they have uh, so they, they, they create the Titans and then a few years later, they drop um, uh, uh, an expansion of the game, which is what allows you to use uh, tanks and um, 
inventory and things like that. And then they create like probably the most famous expansion of the game, which is Space Marine, which I believe came out in 91 or 92. Uh, which is the one everybody kind of remembers, uh, yeah. at least our generation, um, which is the one that has uh, uh, Space Marines, Orcs, and Eldar in one box. Three forces in one giant, Ooh. giant box. Whoa. But again, when Titanicus dropped, I knew I knew for a fact Epic was coming. And then they dropped uh, Aer Aeronautica Imperialist, and people measured the, the, the aircraft, and they were exactly the scale. It's like, okay, there's a new scale. Same, not the same as the old scale, but again, to come back on on, on my first point, uh, and and I apologize for derailing if I did, but I was not surprised at all, and the only that surprised me is it took the, them this long. And then they said they weren't going to do it. Obviously, they were. Well, what surprised me was purely the here it is and. Here's how fast it's coming out. It was almost a friggin' Dreamcast love, like level of drop. Like, yeah. hey guys, here's this sweet new thing you can buy it right now. Um, <laughs> That's a uh, deep cut. The Dreamcast. Yeah. That thing was awesome, by the way. It, it was. was. Yeah, it was. My, I, I, we used to when I was in. Uh, was that? The I think that was actually just the finished high school. Saturday. I had a buddy that had a Dreamcast. We used to play Tony Hawk Two, and it was so great. That's the one you can be Spider-Man. Spawn game on it. I literally only uh, bought my Dreamcast for Crazy Taxi. What? It was a really good system. It was like way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. But you're right. Yeah, it came it out was, of nowhere uh, and disappeared into yeah. the ether quite quickly. Yeah. yeah um, well, actually, I think I was mixing that up with the Sega Saturn. I think the Sega Saturn was like, and you can buy it right now. But the Dreamcast did come out, and then it was like, it was announced at E3 or something. And it was like, and you can buy it in like two months or something like that. Uh, but it was priced a lot higher than other systems at the time. And I think that's what killed it, which is the price differential. Yeah, uh, and they had some lofty goals for that controller and the, the, the memory pack that went in there because you could take it to like an arcade. It was definitely more geared towards uh, the Japanese market for sure. Didn't it have like a little screen or something? Am I remembering this? It did. It did. It had a little, a little old school yeah. LCD screen. Or like a crystal, yeah. like yeah, and you could bring your save from your like your uh, what should we call it your your arcade game and bring it to your system, and then you could just continue your save from there. Oh, that's fucking, that's that's wild. That's really cool. yeah, and it had a modem too. Yeah. Like it came it came internet ready. Well, I didn't know that because they had like uh, Star Ocean Online or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't, but. Uh, I actually had mine until like 2013, 2012. I sold it to like a friend of mine who just like collects old systems. Like when I moved to Alberta, mm. I was like, I'm a, I, I got a pack light. I guess I don't need this Dreamcast anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man, that was a sweet system. If they came out with a Dreamcast mini, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. So I hope someone at Sega's friggin' listening. <laughs> uh, you know, like that little mini Super Nintendo and stuff. Mm -hmm. that they uh, so, JP, I, did you play the original Epic? Not the Armageddon oh, yeah. one, the original one. I played the original. I played Space Marine. Okay. 
Um, I I think there was an edition before. So the the edition that came out, the original version of what we would we would call Epic, because okay, what we call Epic now didn't exist until Epic uh, Epic Forty Thousand, which came out I think in '96 or something or thereabouts. That's the one that came with uh, the Super Gardens uh, Gardens mm-hmm. and the Imperator Titan. It came with a single uh, uh, um, uh, Imperator Titan and I think two, uh, two Gargans. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one that came up. So the, then that's what it became called Epic. Before that, it was just called Space Brain, I think. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. And before that, it really didn't have... I don't think it had a name. I don't, I don't know what its name was. It might have been Space Brain. I think it was Space Brain. I think it was Space Brain. Um, because it's got again, that Dark Angel on the front of- cover. Is oh, the- yeah, you mean the Tony Montana? Yeah, uh, yeah, Dark yeah, Angel? yeah, yeah. Wasn't that Horace... Was that Space Brain? Or was that Horace Heresy? Both. Well, no, uh, it was uh, it was a version of Space Marine, but it was also on the cover of. Um... So there was a Horse Heresy board game, wasn't there? Yeah, it was. I think it was on the cover of the Horse Heresy board game, uh, which came out after. Okay, this is a lot. Like we, we, you could have asked me to do research. I would have happily done it. No, it's, it's too okay. late now. I'd rather shoot from. The um, yeah, Horus Heresy uh, the... board game. He's on it. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the, this board game that came out, the board game is, it, it came out after, uh, it would have been the third one, I think, after Armageddon, and uh, um, the second Armageddon game, which is actually the first War for Armageddon, the one against Angron, mm-hmm. which is the same board. Um, but anyways, the, the, I, I, I did play, I played that version, the Space Marine version of uh, Epic quite extensively. I had an Orc army. Um, I had... Uh, I, I remember one of my favorite models because I was a kid. This is high school, right? Yeah. Um, it would have been before, yeah, roughly high school. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of money for models. Um, I had, I remember, I, I had a um, a Stompa with a Superlifta Troppa, which was oh, like yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. model oh, of the time. Oh, my God. oh, I used to love it. Um, never thought for a second that one day that model would be created for 40K. So I had a bunch of orc stuff. Um, and I love. They used to be little plastic stompers too. No, it was. It was. It was an incredibly good game. It was one of the most. Uh, um, and I don't want to come back to Man of War, but I will. Uh, but it was definitely <laughs> up there with Man of War as the most uh, developed and uh, complex mm-hmm. and advanced game they sold at the time. Yeah, I uh... in the early in the early nineties. I, that's what actually got me into the hobby to begin with, was Epic. Um, buddy of mine, he, he found this, the old Space Ring box set in his brother's, his older brother's closet. And so we were like, oh man, what is this? This is so cool. And at this point in time, we're massive D&D nerds. And so we started, you know, he just gave us the box. And so we started looking at it and we we're getting hyped up for it. And then my buddy asked for the new Epic uh, 40,000 for his birthday and that's when the arms race started and I was building an Imperial Guard army, my buddy did an Eldar army, another friend did Tyranids one friend did Space Marines we had some epic battles and it, we just, it just became this like what's the word I'm looking for arms race between us because it was like oh I got my allowance I'm going to go to the store and buy a Bane Blade or I'm saving up my allowance to get uh, Warlord Titan, because I I have Epic. I used to have a war, the pewter Warlord Titan when everything was. Did they make a pewter one? Oh, the uh, the Armageddon pattern. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right, the, the box one. The, the boxy the, the one. The back was plastic. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That. What do you think? Okay, Lucius Pattern versus Mars Pattern. Mars uh, Pattern. Mars uh, Pattern. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I like the Lucius Pattern, but yeah, it's not. It's, it, I don't know. It's, it's, I, 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 it's too boxy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It has charm, but yeah, I'm also Mars Pattern. Um, particularly like Warhounds. Mars Pattern Warhounds, I prefer. They just look more predatory. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the out group on that. So, but you do get two warhounds in the new box. You do, and two and two uh, armies, or one yeah, army, or one army. Well, this is the thing that perhaps we're talking about things that surprise us. This is the surprise, because once again. This whole game, Titanicus and Space Marine, was a way to... And Heresy was a way to cheap out on injected molded plastic. Mm-hmm. I am shocked and absolutely delighted that they gave us two armies, which admittedly can be one army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a potential hint at... Because uh, there's a mystery plastic army coming out for like 32 mil or 28 mil or... Mm-hmm whatever the scale is, because I, I apparently can't get it right. Uh, this should be 8 millimeter, no? Uh, Old yeah, Epic was 6 mil. Eight. I think this is 8 mil. This one's 8, but on the roadmap, we have a mystery plastic army for full-size heresy and later this year. And he's thinking it's going to be auxiliary. I think it's going to be a solar ox, because they have those new heavy sentinels Yeah, yeah. in this new box set. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of Mechanicum people will probably be disappointed, but... No, that's still like the cheapest Forge World Army to buy. I, think. I, I also think we're going to be getting a upgraded plastic Sakaran with the plasma guns on it. Because if for in, full size, yeah, for full size. Because uh, look yeah, at probably look at the uh, well. I mean, it's just going to be a new turret, right? But mm-hmm. look at the plasma uh, guns on that uh, Sakaran in the middle. Do they look different from the resin ones? I yeah. don't know them well enough. The resin ones are vertical. These ones are horizontal. Interesting. I notice that. Mm-hmm. Good eye. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Very impressive. Eye. There's also so, a new weapon on one of the... Uh, actually, two new weapons. Three new weapons. On the Warhounds. We got a Volkite. New missile pod. The... Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure the Ursus Claw is already in the Titanicus rules. Yeah, but I think that's a resin kit right now. Oh, the Ursus Claw? That would make sense. Yeah. Is it not? I don't Maybe know. I'm wrong. I don't know. Let me just look. JP, did you go like Legio Audax? In yeah, your Titanicus? I don't have Audax, but yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely an Ursus Claw, yes. Yeah, or just I can, I, I can always shocked. identify it or just because you yeah. have the sound clip in your opening intro. I actually <laughs> have the, the, uh, the resin ones, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. That, yeah, so yeah, the Volkite uh, is a Warhound Titan has a Volkite that is resin. Um, then we've got the not seeing an Ursus Claw yet. Yeah, Ursus Claw. 
It's, so uh, it's Earth's Claw and a uh, that's gonna be a, like a turbo laser and one of the uh, Warhounds has uh, uh, missile launchers and uh, what is that plasma? No, it's a Volkite. Volkite. Oh, is that is that Volkite? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Volkite. Just I'm just judging by the tip of the the gun. Because those are all weapons that were only available in in resin. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you can also expand your uh, AT. Very well done. Mm-hmm. GW. Mm-hmm. I currently I currently don't have a Legio. Well, what are you doing? Oh, my, no, my, do, do you want to be a uh, Legio Solaris? No, I think I'm going to be Legio Ignatium. Yeah, Legio. I think I'm going to be Legio Ignatium. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm just finishing like Echoes now. I have like one chapter in the epilogue left. <laughs> uh, they were red. Yeah, they were. They were red, Legio. Because these guys in yeah, these are Mortis. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, they're painted in Mortis. Yeah. They're then they painted all the Space Marines in Death Guard, and then um, the Auxilia is just like I don't know some cohort. <laughs> Whatever. It's fodder. It's chaff. Who cares? <laughs> it's cheap coin. <laughs> I don't think you face Solar Ox enough if you think that Solar Ox are chaff. <laughs> If anything, the problem with Solar Ox is that they are very much not chaff and way too terrifying uh, when uh, when when you face them, even with uh, bare bones legiones. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't I haven't actually fought against them. Um, there's a guy uh, Ryan down south who's working on a big Solar Ox army right now, but um, so, yeah, just you know, wait till just, just wait till you get you know. last rifled off the table in two turns and then come back to us and, and tell us that right. it's chaff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but maybe it's chaff and epic, though. I don't it. <laughs> okay, but let, 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 okay, what else is in this box? Hmm. Oh, we got uh, we got so, uh, the first plastic Mark VI Assault Marines. Heresy. <laughs> 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 This is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had a couple of heavy support squads, a couple support teams with like Volkites or Plasmas. Um, hard to say if they'll have like other weapon options in there, or if they're just hard cut like that. We haven't seen the Spurs yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a couple Sikarins, two Sikarins, uh, squadron of Predators, yep. uh, Malkador tanks, some Lehman Rust tanks, some uh, Contemptor Dreadnoughts. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's right. Contemptor Dreadnoughts uh, and uh, Chernite Ogrens. So, and then two command squads for each side. I, I've you scrolled know, down a little bit and, and I'm yeah. looking at the uh, Titans, the Warhound Titans. And mm-hmm. it looks like they have another weapon in that box because they're showing it with the Melta, Melta gun. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So Lovely. we're gonna have we're gonna have weapon yeah. options in yeah, that. Yeah, I box. think they're uh, they're they're using this as as a way to expand the uh, a, a lot of the weapon uh, weapons options for uh, for warhounds. I would think. Yeah. Taking them out of Forge World and bringing them to uh, plastic. It's a shame. I bought so many uh, resin Ursus claws, and they're so expensive. <laughs> and now, uh... but you know what? The more Ursus claws, the better. Everybody's gonna be happier. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> Uh, it's a good way to to look at it. It's a bright outlook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Also, uh, unless they change the rules, they're still not that great. They're kind of I mean, frustrating to episode. use. It could be different. Uh, that's maybe pull the big a, question, I think. Pull an Eternity Gate open, perhaps? <laughs> I, unless that they can pull down an Improder, which doesn't ex exist at the moment, I will not be dis I, I will not be happy. Oh man, but like <laughs> I demand that but, they be able to literally drag down an Improder Titan, uh, which, but, as we know from reading the novels, are the worst Titans for because they almost never survive. Yeah, yeah, they suck. Um, but what? How cool would it be like if you could Ursus Claw like a tank and then use that tank to like hit another squad with it? Oh, just kind of like whipping that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like just Ursus Claw shit into other shit. <laughs> Just kind of like the left to Jesus drop off. Christ. Where you could drop <laughs> things. to my veins. <laughs> now, are we going to get a whole new set of rules for yes. the Titan model? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, the, I, I think that's the big question is to what extent it will be different. Um, I think it'll be quite difficult to. I think uh, to have this kind of game. And use the the AT game to expand AT would be like almost unmanageable. Like the game would take forever. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, it it would be unmanageable for sure. So like I, the way I see this playing out is like this is meant to be like your macro scale. I mean, obviously it is. Like that's fucking a really stupid statement. Now that I heard it come out of my fucking mouth. Um. But epic statement. That yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you have to trim down so much, right? So. Then you can go and you can play on a micro scale a Titan battle. And that's where your princepts, you're you're managing your princepts a little bit more instead of delegating, you know, the tasks of locomotive locomotors and yeah. repair and all that kind of crap. Um and just like, you know, if you went down and played a regular game of heresy, then that would be you playing like on the micro scale of uh, you know, a couple couple squads, whatever. And so I think I'm probably delusional for this, but I hope that this actually pushes the points level of full size heresy down a bit. Well, um, mm, interesting. Because there's a few things we already know about um, about how this this is going to run. Uh, I think the most important thing is going to be um, uh, alternate activation. So it's going to be like Titanicus. Hmm. Um, I so I really that. feel that just some of the, the clues, I don't know if this was in there. There was an article that was saying some, uh, some things about like what it could be, but I really do feel that, uh, it'll, we'll, we'll probably be using the Titanicus activation dice. Um, and, uh, and also what reminds me of the old Epic is you have command stands. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the, the picture they actually put out, so every kind of unit of auxilia and, um, Legionaries has a command, scan, uh, command stand, which mm -hmm. leads me to think that we're going to be giving orders like Titanicus. So I think this is going to be very similar to Titanicus, but probably um, slightly simpler than what is sort of the, the heatsink management of Titanicus, which is like half the game is trying to get your fucking Titan not to blow up. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, am I allowed to swear in this uh, on this podcast? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've right. already done it. Like I was just sure I didn't ask. Usually I'm pretty good with that. No, we swear all the time. We determined this yeah. was not for kids ages ago. Yeah, I, I, I didn't remember if I was allowed or not. Well, you're 100% allowed. <laughs> Encouraged, even. 
If people are offended by us swearing, sorry. Go somewhere else. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We want to keep our listeners. Take it outside. <laughs> Take it up with management. Yeah. No, I'm uh, in academia, so my so first yeah. instinct is to not to swear. So when I do accidentally, I'm like, shit, I'm not, I'm, I don't remember if I'm, if I'm allowed to in this particular context. <laughs> Just uh, send your complaints via physical letter so that I can throw it in the garbage when it gets here. Yeah, just write your complaints <laughs> on the box of a Warlord Titan and send it to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send it to PO box. <laughs> I'll be sure to take it into due consideration. So, uh, money may uh, buy our silence. Just saying, people. That's right. Um, so, Craig, what uh, what Legio are you going to paint those juicy two Titans in? Uh, well, Mortis. Okay. I'm already going to be going with, with Mortis, so... Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, it is the right answer, though. Oh, like, I have my own answer. custom Titan Legio, but Mortis is still the correct answer. Well, I, I, know, I know it seems uh, a little unoriginal, <laughs> but my actual Warlord Titan that's sitting in my display case right now is painted in Mortis. In Mortis? Uh, so, that's, that's a good reason. So, well, then... They're the ones that paint. survived the Titan death. Uh, they were. They are the most powerful Legio of all after after Beta Garmin. Yes. Well, they're the most numerous. Well, by far. Wouldn't that make them yeah, the most powerful? Serve the whole time. No. <laughs> uh, did they win? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> they're kind of winning right now in the Echoes of Eternity. Victory. Uh, yeah, it's getting kind of desperate, I guess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, um, but Legion wise, probably yeah. sends a horse. Interesting. What, what are you gonna go combined arms, or are you gonna like get rid of those solar ox and just go like deep on? Oh, I haven't the marines. I was thinking about going deep on marines because I was thinking this might be something cool. You know, give my son. The solar ox, like here. Oh yeah. Have this. Yeah, there you go. I shall keep the space nice. marines and hoard all the space marines and titans. Because I, no I still, for you. I have all. The, well, maybe I'll <laughs> give him the two titans because I already have a buttload of titans now. That now okay. I have something to do with. Yeah, there you go. But I still want to play Titanicus. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing. You'll be able to play it with both. I know. You can do both. My big yeah. question is, as far as uh, Aeronautica is concerned, uh, because of Aeronautica's uh, bases. So, does Aeronautica need to be rebased to play Epic? Because um, AT is going to be directly portable. Because we know that right now, AT is directly portable into um, Epic. Into Epic. Uh, I think uh, it'll does... depend on rules. So, like if. If the rules are like to the hull of the jet and from the hull of the jet, then the base is kind of irrelevant. Yeah. So that's good. I think that's the big question. It might look weird on the table, but also mm. I've never played um, Aeronautica. I do have some Aeronautica models that I use uh, uh, just um, as counters in, in, in Titanicus, but the models are spectacular. But everybody that tells me that's played it, Including my co-host Darren, um, says fun. the game itself is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid game. Um, it is it, it's pretty good. 
so I hope they don't drop it, but obviously the the, the, the big question for aircraft is going to be uh, basing. Yeah, they're they're not going to. They mentioned that they're not going to kill Aeronautica. They're just killing the 40k components of it. So like all of the Xenos, the Vultures, I think the Valkyries. I don't know if the Valkyries are sticking around or not. Oh man, I don't um, even I don't I don't even play 40k, but don't take fun. You can't have an aircraft game without fighter bombers. Um yeah. So like that that kind of sucks. Um but you know what? I think it was probably based on sales. Like they probably saw, yeah. particularly the Space Marine stuff has been selling like crazy. And they're, you know, when, because I was having this discussion today with some guys. So they were like, oh, fuck, like another stupid thing for heresy. And I'm like, okay, well, like what other games do you guys play? Like, you know, I don't see you guys 3D printing epic armies and creating a community and updating rules and creating new rules to play 40K epic. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, okay. I don't. I don't see it coming out with 40k Adeptus Mechanicus Epic Armies and like rules for out. them. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Ulanor War for Ulanor box set. Uh yeah, by an RP. One hundred percent. Not no questions asked. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying that I agree with the decision. I'm saying I understand the decision from a business perspective, right? Like, because when they brought Aeronautica out, I think they brought that out as a test. Like, are 40K people going to buy extra mm, 40K stuff, right? And they didn't, but the heresy guys did. Yeah. Yeah. So they went, you know what? Well, why are we wasting time making Tau models and making Eldar models and making Necron models when nobody's buying them? And nobody's, maybe you know, the, the only the only people playing them are heresy dudes. I think maybe at the end of the day, I think you're right. And perhaps at the end of the day, what 40K, and we all love 40K, right? Like this is yeah. the core of the hobby, right? Uh, we're not uh, looking down on 40k, but uh, perhaps the idea for like 40k just they they, they want more 40k stuff. Whereas perhaps yeah. Heresy is just like you kind of hit the machine returns with putting out more space marines. It's like yeah, it'd be cool to have some titans. It'd be cool to have yeah, 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 like tiny exactly. mountain doors. Yeah. I, I guess that maybe there's a limit to how you can expand um, uh, her- uh, Heresy before. You go into different uh, rule sets, and it's also easier and, to do. And different, it, it just is. You don't you don't have to put out a dozen armies with with heresy as a setting, right? You don't have to put out a, a, a dozen mm-hmm. armies right now. You have two, and we're gushing about how many that is. Yeah, well, exactly, right? And and so that that also keeps your manufacturing costs low, mm-hmm. which opens yeah. more manufacturing capacity for other game systems because you don't have to make. Like, yeah, you've got 20 factions, but the core of those 20 factions, particularly from a plastic side, is the same model. Mm-hmm. Right? You only have to make, you know, a couple of sets for that. Um, and But if you look at 40K, then you've got the entire Space Marine Primaris line. you got the Grey Knight line. Uh, you got custodian-specific 40K stuff. Um You've got Eldar, Ad-Mech. you've got Harlequins, you've got Admech, you've got Dark Eldar, you've got Tau, you've got Kroot. You, I know that's kind of part of Tau, but 
you know, you've got demons, oh, cults, cut, and then gene-stealer cults, regular tyranids, like... Um, I know I'm missing other and ones. And then, yeah, if, orcs, if you put like, out a box set that's going to be like uh, Space Marines against Orcs, and then you have people like, where are my towel? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. For, for a game, yeah. it's not going to sell as well. And it, it won't. It just won't. It... Yeah, like, yeah, maybe you, this is, you've this, essentially... I, I think you're right. Yeah, it's way more resource-intensive to produce that. And if you're not going to get a guaranteed return on it, why would you do it? When you can get maybe not a guaranteed return, but a lower risk return mm-hmm. if you put it in the Horus Heresy. And some because of the riskier already... models... Yeah, go ahead, sir. Some of the riskier models, uh, some of the more expensive models, right, the, the $100, $120 models, are already produced. Mm-hmm. And they've already shown to be yeah. profitable. Like, there's yeah. no way they would risk a Warmonger Titan, right? That's the most expensive Titan that they make right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't risk that on a new game. But guess what? It's already in production. It's already... I don't know what the sales are like. I have no idea. Games Workshop does not publish sales numbers for specific models or anything like that, but it's in production. People, I see them on the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they sell out frequently, so like people like them, people buy them. Um, But it's it's a lower risk in a a way to expand it, right? Um, And the reality is, is we'll probably have some championing individual who will come up with orc rules and someone who will sculpt it for 3d and you'll be able to play all in or yeah alex is right on that i agree with him and then we will play all in or just to say we did yeah and also I, they hinted at tiny but plastic primarchs but the, yeah yeah, because they, they 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 used to have the most of the the, the all, all four cult primarchs. So that's yep. Angron, uh, Fulgrim, Mortarian, and uh, Magnus. They used to have models in in Epic, right? When people said like, oh, there there didn't used to be. Well, he had a forty k model. He didn't have a. Uh... He did. That's right. He did have an Epic model. You're yeah. right. <laughs> I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing new about like Primark models or everything. Ah, those Primark models. No, Epic had Primark models. You have eight Magnus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so I, I, I love um, I love Grim Reaper Mortarian. I think that's one of my yeah, he was models good. ever. Oh, you yeah. could probably find an STL, 3D print that while you wait for the official one. Why would I no, I'll just wait. I got I got Okay. If I buy a couple so, of these sets, I have plenty to paint. I'm not, so are you, do, are you doing anything. Death Guard then? Is that what you're saying? You're going to do Death Guard with this set? Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't really thought about it. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you honestly. Do we want to move into the "What are we going to do?" segment? Yeah, yeah. Conversation. Let's do it. Someone's got to fucking get this back on track. <laughs> I think we're doing okay. I think we're okay. I've definitely done worse. <laughs> um. Uh, if this is similar to the old Epic in in the basic structure, so you, you're going to buy like companies of things, mm-hmm. right? And you can kind of mix and match companies. Um, uh, what what I want, my dream, what I would do, just give me all the Lehman Russes. I want to do um, a, a militia um, uh, 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 armored company. That's like armored battalion. That's what I did in the original Epic. I had 32 yeah. Lehman Rust tanks, six Bane oh, blades. Oh, it's beauty. And that's what you want from Epic there. Yeah. That's what you want from Epic. Yeah. That's that's literally and how no, I had an armored column Imperial Guard army. I had the bare minimum I needed for troops and the rest was all tanks. 
Lehman Russes, um, because they came in packs of three. I was buying them constantly. Uh, like Bane blades, so yeah, so shadow swords. Uh, I even had some Forge World resin titans, Warhound titans, and the pewter, uh, the pewter, um, warlord titan. Oh, beauty. I remember you used to be able to buy those epic packs. I, I, when I was a kid, they used to cost exactly six ninety five at the store in Ottawa. Phantom Two, if anybody's from Ottawa, mm-hmm. um, six ninety five used to come to exactly eight dollars. I don't know how much they were in Alberta. Um, but I same. didn't live in Alberta either. I, yeah, yeah, you were from know. Ontario, right? Uh, at this point, I was living in Brunswick. Like at the time that I was actually pack used to be like a, your standard blister pack. I spent all my money on Catachan, man. I don't know. <laughs> okay, how much was a pack of three Catachan, like a little blister of metal uh, Catachan? Oh, I want to say like twelve bucks. That seems a lot. Yeah, maybe well, Phantom we were probably getting like. Prices. I I, I, re- I remember. Cold, man. I don't know. I remember my uh, Bane blades costing twelve dollars a pop. I mean, this yeah, is back. In, this is back in the like mid to early nineties. Like we're talking ninety, ninety-five. Mm, I was 96. in the two thousands. Mm. So I remember them costing six ninety-five for your standard blister. But anyways, that is completely irrelevant. I have uh, drifted into pure nostalgia on this uh, wonderful um, Sunday evening. Uh, but yeah, like I, I just want just, I just if, if they give you the option to just do uh, on uh, armory companies. I'm assuming you're going to have to do some infantry, though. What do you guys think? I think you'll probably have to do some infantry, uh, at least in the beginning. They used to, though. They'll probably come out with, like, you know, supplements. Like, they'll come out probably with, like, a Talern, like, campaign book or something. And you'll get, like, special rules for Iron Warriors and the Alpha Legion and, like, you know, all Lumen Rust companies. But if they do the Talern book, that means that you can do a full, a full armored table. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you'll probably get something like that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, also, like, when have heresy people really known to like stick within the confines of what the book says? We'll just fucking do it anyway. <laughs> like, we'll be like, ah, like we're gonna play Talon today. Um, okay, just bring your tanks. <laughs> Let me ask you guys, what crazy? Because uh, one of the things that Epic was so good at is giving you some crazy, like weird, like devices that you would, you you never thought you'd see in 40k, but we've seen some. Well, what kind of what crazy Epic thing would you like to see in the new Epic? Hmm, that's a good question. I haven't even thought about that. All right, I'll, I'll start. Okay, yeah, give us an example. Give me some. Give me plague towers because we know the. Oh, in, in heresy. yes, the plague towers. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, that old weird Nurgle stuff. Come on. I think things got weird. Things got weird. They were oh, always Jesus. weird. They started weird. This is, this is that, that epic didn't get weird. It started weird. It, you're right. So that that kind of makes me think. Then, uh, do you think we'll see demon primarchs in epic first before we see them in full size? They wow. already exist in full size. The models exist, but not rules wise. That's fair. Huh. I never thought about that. Uh, I'm <clears> gonna <throat> say yes. 
That's kind I of also think guess. yes. I also think we'll get Demon Primarch Cruels in Epic before we get them in full it's size. It's going to be easier to slot them into a larger um, uh, rule set for Epic uh, than it would be to actually create. Because by then, if you want to do um, uh, Demon Primarch for 30k, then you're going to have to start publishing uh, really late war um, heresy, like Siege of Terror stuff. Yeah, for, for Epic, like it's already started. Kind of you could do Beta Garmin right away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You could do Beta Garmin right away. Oh my god, do we have to do another Beta Garmin? <laughs> yes. Is, is that, is that going to have to be like... Is that gonna we have we to already be like were supposed to do Beta event? Garmin again. Yeah, you, I know. We did Beta Garmin 3, we have to do Beta Garmin 5. Oh, you're right. Should we do Beta Garmin 5 and like... We could do it in both. We could do a hybrid. I could sell one ticket. And if you're bringing Epic, bring Epic. If you're bringing full size, bring full size. I literally asked you to do this last Adepticon. We didn't want to do it. Because I didn't know anyone who had Epic. <laughs> we had Titanicus. Wait, it is we did have Titanicus. That's true. Um, that's true. <laughs> it's only a good idea if it's my idea. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can run it by Zach. I mean, I think we have to. Yeah. He'll probably just say, I don't care. Do whatever you want. <laughs> You know how much easier this would be to travel across international lines with? A lot. Yeah, that's 100%. That's, again, that's why I'm working on a Custodes Army, because it's 30 models, and I can fit the rest of my bag full of shit like Epic. <laughs> is my, my other, the other project I'm working on right now is my, is my militia, uh, based on the new system, which is like, okay, so I have to paint 540 militia. Oh my god. And I don't mind painting that, but it's just, I don't know how I'm getting that to Chicago. Uh, but uh, this is quite different. But anyways, uh, that's another huge advantage of um, of, of of. Can you take a train? Food. I took a train last time. It took two days. That's not too bad, actually. No, nah, it's not the end. Of, uh, honestly, it's still more comfortable. I would take two two days on 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 the train uh, uh, to Chicago. Uh, even without the sleeper car, it's more comfortable than even five hours. Uh, going through uh, the airport and 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 dealing with uh, sitting on uh, seats that are like the flight uh, from uh, Chicago to Montreal is two hours and it was two hours last time. it was four hours because I was stuck on the tarmac for two hours at fucking O'Hare um, but uh, it's just it's so uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable that I'd rather take the train I don't care if the train's long I can get up I can go sit down have a meal Take whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is why. Why are we the only? Why is? Why is North America like the only place on Earth where we don't have like high speed rail between major metropolitan areas? I did the London Paris capitalism in like why? two hours. The train was going three hundred and sixty kilometers an hour under the ocean. And we can't do that in North America. Anyways, don't get me started on trains. I got some opinion about trains. <laughs> uh, uh, well, they, so they, I think they approved the Hyperloop uh, Edmonton to Calgary. Get you there in like 25 minutes or something. That's awesome. Yeah. Hour tops. Um, it's like 350 kilometers from like downtown Edmonton to downtown Calgary. I feel like if uh, anywhere like uh, Edmonton, Calgary, it was so natural to have like a high speed rail uh, connection. Yeah, uh, it's how much, a straight like, fucking line. The yeah, 
It's yeah. it's like Montreal, yeah. Toronto, but Montreal, Toronto is the most profitable thing imaginable. Um, considering like half of the Canadian population like lives between those two cities. Yeah, but like yeah. Edmonton, uh, Calgary is just so natural. It's taken far too mm-hmm. long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Frig, you could. Yeah, you just go work for the Dan Calgary. Do like, people fly to Edmonton, Calgary? Yeah, it's like a half an hour flight. Not even. You go up, it's, you go down. It's honestly, it's the same. You could do it in an hour, time. right? If it, if it was like high speed rail, the, like in, in like in France, you could do like in an hour, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's about that. I want to say it's like forty something minutes. Um, and there's like but, there's no major there's no major uh, rivers or anything like. Well, there's some rivers obviously there, but like there's no, no impediments. There's no, you could easily do a high speed rail uh, link. There's no large rivers they have to cross. It's basically a straight line, like Alex was saying. Like, yeah. you could maybe stop in Red Deer, but you could bypass that entire city altogether. Yeah, the how two main money, rivers how, cut how right many, through those two cities. How profitable would that be? Not not, not only profitable, but like how, how many less emissions, like jet emissions, would there be? It seems like such a well, natural like, and easy thing to do. Yeah, but you can't talk about that here. <laughs> no, like... <laughs> We don't talk about what the environment. You can actually like leave. You can leave your house in Calgary and go see uh, the Flames play against the Oilers in Edmonton and be back that same yeah. night. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. To talk in Canadian terms. Yeah. Hundred percent. You could. Um, you could if you lived in Calgary. You could come see Tool in September <laughs> or October, actually. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's been approved. Who knows when it'll fucking get built? But it's been approved, um, which would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Train infrastructure it seems like a no-brainer, especially as things get more and more expensive. And but um, like to, I I I never willingly fly to Calgary if I have to go to Calgary because it is virtually the same amount of time. I got to drive 30, 40 minutes to the airport anyway. Then I got to park, and I got to get in, and I got to go through security. Now security got a lot faster because we like adopted the Heathrow bin system, like the multi bin system, which just about everywhere's adopted it now. But um, yeah, particularly before when you had to like stand there and wait. But if you get there during a busy time, it's still forty five minutes like to wait through security. Um, so I'm already at like an hour and a half. I'm halfway to Calgary. Right. Then I got to oh, stay, yeah, took- but I'm there an hour early. Like, so that's another hour. Okay. I'm at two and a half hours. I'm almost to Calgary by the time I fucking board the plane. Plus, you have your own vehicle yeah. while you're in Calgary. Yeah. Because I usually take, when I go to Toronto from Montreal, I, I usually take the train. Trains and move. It's a, it, it's a pain in the ass because Via goes, it, it does the best that they can. I, um, but uh, the, the problem is, in CN owns the rails. So uh, they always have to go into a siding whenever uh, whenever a CN um, uh, train goes by, uh, and and I have a buddy that works for Via, and he told me that like the CN guys will fucking they will they will they will hit your fucking train. It's like I have like forty million dollars of freight on this train. You will get onto the siding right now. So there's so there's always always delays. So usually, like, uh, it should take five hours uh, from Montreal to Toronto on the Via. Usually it takes, like, five and a half, even six, but uh, actually four, uh, four and a half. Like, if everything goes well, like, four and a half, you can, you can make Montreal-Toronto, which is in the end of the world. 
But that's still um, faster than driving because you're almost always going to hit traffic and it's going to take yeah exactly half, seven you don't have hours to deal with to drive. Yeah, like hitting uh, hitting uh, Toronto traffic. Like <laughs> you have to do Montreal traffic and Toronto traffic. Have fun. Um, but uh, even that, I took the when there was the blockades back in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I actually wound up t- having to take because I was I was presenting a paper at a conference at uh, U of T. Uh, I was sorry. I was invited by U of T to give a paper. It wasn't a conference, um, and and so they were paying for it. So and and there was uh, the, the the rail blockades. I was like, well, I don't know if I can get there a hundred percent on the train. So I decided, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'll take a flight. The flight itself was forty five minutes between Montreal and Toronto. Fantastic, mm-hmm. but it still took five hours to get there, like door to door, because you yeah. wind up. I have to go. All- I have to take. I have to go through security. That I have to like wait for my flight. That I have to board the plane, wait for like an hour, and then finally the flight takes off. Forty-five minutes in the air, fantastic. By the time it like it gets in the air, it starts coming back down. And then yep. cool. I have to deal with Pearson. Then I have to uh, get a, a cab. And then Pearson is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, That's in like Mississauga. Oh yeah, I had to get a uh, cab to get to my hotel. Uh, so it wound up being roughly the same amount of time. So yeah, so it's it's pro pro tip though. If you're at Pearson Airport, take a town car. Don't take it. No, the pro tip. No, no, no. Pro tip. No, it's get it's five. No, get off at Billy Bishop. That's the pro tip. Get off at Billy Bishop. I don't know. I I I, I know a few people who are doing that. Like Porter Airlines flies into Billy Bishop, but I just don't know if I can do Billy Bishop. <laughs> Wish that does right too. Yeah. You're like, you, anyways. I don't know. I don't trust them old airports. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, anyway. I love how you're not. You're not. You're not getting your server of all tuned out. Yeah. A fun <laughs> edit. <laughs> we don't edit. We don't edit. Well, we do, but not this stuff. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah. We just leave it in. Uh, anyway. Um, so, uh, Craig's gonna do Sons of Horus. Yeah, uh, but all right. I feel like you're just gonna do Iron Warriors. <laughs> like I feel like I'm, I'm just rolling over, but maybe you'll surprise no, me. No, my, my my plan is I'm literally going to uh, ch- I'm gonna buy a set and I'm gonna trade every part of the set for more Lehman Russes, and I'm gonna have all the Lehman Russes. That's all I'm doing. Just like got a wheel and deal. I'm gonna hope the game allows me to do this, but like I. I Craig, as we were talking about, like I'm mm. pretty sure we can do it. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna get everybody's Lehman Russes, and I'm gonna make like the biggest armored company ever. This is gonna be like a full Soviet uh, uh, <laughs> armored call. tank guards tank army from 1944. <laughs> just this is what you get once once the breach has been made. This is what's going into your operational depth. <laughs> Um, I was going to trade the Space Marine half for uh, more just solar. more Solar Auxilia, and I still might, but then I was just like shooting the shit with Craig, and I was like, man, Defenders of Terra would be pretty fucking cool, though. Like, just do mixed squads. Like, you know, the squad's like three Blood Angels and like a White Scar and like a an Imperial Fist, and then this guy, this squad's like five imperial fists and this one you know this five jump marines or four blood angels and a white scar and that could look pretty fucking rad but i have to look at the rules first 
It really depends on the, what the rules are going to be like. But I don't know. I, I the Imperial all the all the all the Lee Man and Rust tag sounds like a throwback to my old school days. It sounds pretty good. All the Lee Man Rust tanks. How cool would it be to just do like a Alpha Legion Talon tank company? And I it to my veins. Yeah. <laughs> Put it directly to my veins. Oh. But anyway, it's getting pretty long in the tooth for JP. So, uh, any final final remarks? Anything else to get everyone else jacked up? Any other pro travel tips? Don't go to Pearson. I'll go to Pearson. Avoid if you can. It's not as bad. It's not as bad as he says it is. I don't know. I've never been Everybody. to Pearson Airport, so the it's last, nowhere near the worst. It's nowhere near the worst airport I've ever been. It's no, not the even last close. few times I had to go through customs at Pearson, it was the most painless experience I've ever had. Oh no, it's I, it's fine in the airport. It's just really busy. It's, it, it is the busiest airport in Canada. It's like it's going to be. Yeah. What, okay. Question. Worst. This is how we're going to close it off. How, worst airport you've ever been in. Denver. What is your worst airport experience? Denver. I guarantee you, I, I know the worst. Uh, oh, shit. Been in some bad ones. <laughs> okay, top three. Let's do top three. My Heathrow experience was abysmal. <laughs> Heathrow something else. I was so mad. Like, I got flagged for extra screening. They, the girl managed to like get them to hold the plane for me. I had to take a bus I didn't know I had to take <laughs> to change fucking terminals. And I was like, why is this not a train? And then I get up to like security and I get like buzzed and they're like, oh, we gotta like swab everything in your bag. And the guy gets halfway through it and then sees his buddy and he's like, oh, hey, hang on, man. And then leaves, just fucking walks away from the security station. My bag half unpacked. <laughs> He set my swab thing down. He's talking to his buddy. Security clears out. There's nobody else there. It's just me standing there with my dick in my hand. I just took a red-eye flight. I haven't eaten anything. All I've had in the last nine hours is three boxes of airplane wine. (laughs) And and I need a drink of water or something. And, 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 like, the other people are just, like, meandering around. They're like, what are you waiting for? I was like, he just stopped swabbing my bed. He's like, I was like, can you... Can one of you guys do it? I gotta run to the other side of this fucking terminal and get on a plane. They're waiting for me. And she was like, oh, unfortunately, the guy who starts, it has to finish. So I said really loudly so he could hear me. I was like, then can you tell him to get off his ass and start doing his fucking job and stop talking to his like, stupid friend? Get over here so I can get on this goddamn plane? <laughs> and he, the guy looked super annoyed and then very slowly like finished swabbing my stuff. And I repacked it and I was like, get fucked. And I ran away. <laughs> i sprinted full tilt i'm trying to make my plane to amsterdam and i get there and there's like three people left to board and i look like i'm gonna puke and there's this old texas couple and they're like oh you don't look so hot i'm like all i've had in the last like 10 hours is just airport wine (laughs) i was like oh feel well and she like she took a bottle of water out of her purse she's like here you go drink this and so I started drinking that. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. It had like one of the like, you know, Gatorade squirted nipple tops. So I just like fired it like into my mouth and I went to get back and they were like, you can just keep that. And I was like, thank you. I feel like I'm dying. And it's like, she's all good. And I was like, cool. So I'm like, where are you guys going? And they're like, Amsterdam. And they're like, how about you? And I was like, oh yeah, Amsterdam for sure. Like, you know, this is the last flight, last bit of the leg. 
And I'm like, so what are you going to Amsterdam for? And they just kind of looked at each other and they looked at me and they're like, probably the same fucking thing you are. <laughs> I was like, you guys are a cool old couple. I like you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heathrow is my least favorite London airport. Um, people shit on Stansted, but Stansted's chill. I had to. I don't know if you've been to that one. That's kind of I like. Uh, uh, I had to. I had to take a flight. It was a fucking Ryanair, obviously there, but I had to take a flight from Stansted, and um, and I had like a layover between like Heathrow, and I had to get. It's one of those like packages I had to buy because I was broke, so I had to mm -hmm. get off at uh, Heathrow and get my ass to Stansted. So we had to take oh, the, no. the tube and then uh, um, uh, uh, an overland train to get my ass. To, but got yeah, I got Stansted on time and everything seemed fine. And frankly, people shit on Ryanair all the time. Not the worst low budget. Like I'd like to avoid low low cost airlines as much as possible. It wasn't as bad as Wizz Air, but anyways, that tells you everything. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, <laughs> Wizz Air. Yeah, that's a Hungarian. It's a Hungarian. Yeah, there's a. There no, was a really I'm not gonna show the Hungarians. They, the, the Hungarians have have good airlines and they have Wizz Air, just like the British have British Airways and they have Ryanair. Um, was Ryanair? Uh, is, is that flagged yeah. Irish? I don't know. I don't know. Cockney Express. Was, was actually pretty good, but that was no. Um, I've never had any major issues with British airports. The, the worst air. I'm sorry there, but like the worst air, air, air airport I've ever been in is is Mexico City, uh, Benito uh, Juarez. Uh, I haven't. I haven't been. Because they they don't tell you. They never. And the worst part isn't because it's. It's a major. It's a giant airport. Mm. It's got multiple terminals, but they 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 don't tell you where your flight's gonna be. They only tell you like vaguely what terminal it's gonna be, and the terminals are very far from each other. And you're 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 just kind of waiting for them to like tell you. So vaguely, it's like you have to be in terminal B. Okay, cool. I'll go to terminal B. Terminal B is gigantic, and then they tell you it's like, <laughs> oh, you have to be like B. 73 it's like i'm at b1 i have to catch a flight in 20 minutes yeah. um and they tell you like yeah, yeah it's it oh that was the worst one i've ever been to yeah. and the worst part is my, yeah. my, my my parents are snowbirds so um i was presenting a, a paper in mexico city uh which otherwise was 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 wonderful um my dad uh, uh he's a snowbird so he has actually a place in uh porto uh porto vallarta and he was warning me, it's like, that's the worst airport you'll ever be. And it's just like, I, I don't actually believe that, Dad. I don't think it's going to be the worst airport ever. It was! Um, <laughs> and I, I guarantee you, number two is fucking Vienna. Vienna was a fucking awful airport. I didn't I, think I haven't, it was going to be so uh, bad. I don't know, but your your story about Mexico City Airport reminded me of my, my second second one was uh, the one in uh veradero in cuba and it's not that it was like particularly complicated but i got there and the customs agent she seemed like a nice enough lady she just got her nails done and then uh like as i was going back through customs to like canada or whatever and they check your passport and then they remove the little like visa thing that they stapled in there she like tore a giant chunk out of my passport <laughs> and I, it's just like oh whoops and i was like what the fuck what do you mean whoops fuck? <laughs> i don't think it's <laughs> legal for you to carry that years old i was like yeah so anyways i got home but i had to go get a new passport immediately which was a huge pain in my ass because i had a trip to the u.s for work coming up like very rapidly <laughs> i was like god damn it um Brian, worst airport experience what was your worst air airport me yeah. yeah, it was Denver Airport. 
Uh, coming back from a cruise back in 2008. Um, get there. Uh, we noticed that uh, my flight didn't have... Uh, my next flight, my connecting flight, didn't have a seat for me. And we're thinking, this is odd. And we get to to Denver and like, oh yeah, this flight's overbooked. We had a snowstorm and, and you know, we're backed up. And I was like, what fucking snow? Like there was no snow on the ground. The sn- it snows in Denver and then immediately disappears. But when it's snowing, they cancel everything. And I was just, I looked at her and I looked her dead Colorado? in the face. You're I, in a mountain. <laughs> I looked directly at her and I was like, what fucking snow? And my dad was behind me and he's like, Craig, no, no, you're going to get yourself a shit. So he starts dragging me away from, and I'm screaming at the top of my, what fucking snow? What snow are you talking about? Because when we flew in, it was, it was, it was dead brown grass. Like there was no snow anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, what fucking snow are you talking about? <laughs> And so my dad's okay, dragging okay. me away before I, could, I got into a fight with this this uh, air check lady. Okay, let's 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 try to back around. Yeah. Best airport in the world that you've been to. Best airport experience. Probably Pearson. No. Alex, take this just... one. <laughs> you've been to the most ones. What, what what is your favorite? The one that you feel is like. And by the way, best airport doesn't mean it's been a great experience. It's just <laughs> less bad. Yeah, uh, honestly, I haven't had much of an issue at Pearson. <laughs> Pretty good. Really? <laughs> um, I mean, there are like much, it. but it's kind of been a pain in the ass. Uh, but maybe, but in my in the defense of that I've gone through Pearson so much, it could just be that I'm comfortable with it. Like I know where it is. I know where all the yeah. units are. I know the terminals. Like I know the tricks. I know where to park. Like in and out. Because uh, when I was staying in Waterloo, I was flying out all the time. So I was constantly flying out of Pearson. Um, Halifax Airport's actually pretty good. Um, it's nothing remarkable. Like there's there's not a particularly good coffee spot. The food's only okay, but it's relatively painless, and it's kind of just a hallway. Um, uh, Winnipeg, not super great. They kicked me out. Uh, like. I came in on a red eye and my connecting flight was like in a few hours and they're like, Oh, you can't like be in the airport. You have to leave. So I had to like sleep on a bench for like a couple hours uh, while I waited for the airport to be like, okay, people can come in again. Um, that was frustrating. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I have any, once the, the uh, Broma, like the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the tiny, uh, um, the, the, the little uh, um, uh, airport, uh, uh, in in Stockholm, not like the major one, Arvana, uh, Arvana, Arvana. Yes. But yeah, I had to. Uh, I had to yeah, wait like, sure. before they would open things up because I got there in the middle of the night. Anyways. Yeah. Um. I can't remember the airport in Amsterdam. Um. So I mean, that probably means it was fine. Uh, Tampa Airport was nice actually. Um, it was relatively painless. Uh. It seems confusing at first to get in. There's kind of like a main hub, and then there's like different hallways with small little trams that like run you to different terminals, and then you go through security at those terminals. Um, and that was honestly relatively painless. The breakfast was pretty good. Um, 
it would yeah it wasn't too bad actually it was not i was not at all upset with uh with tampa airport um so that one was okay newark it has recently been redone i think and it's actually very nice um i went through that from so i went tampa to newark and then newark to toronto and then toronto back to edmonton it was a nightmare itinerary uh i booked late and i booked on my points and that's on me um but not too bad uh vancouver airport i don't care for it very much at all i fly through there a lot it's annoying it's old it's dated the restaurants aren't great um particularly because like I, if, when i go to california and stuff i usually have to fly through vancouver and that sucks I dread going through costumes in Vancouver. Hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, dated, there's uh, there's Milan and also uh, Zurich in particular. I think it was Zurich that um, uh, uh, like still has smoking sections, but not only no smoking way. sections, but like like literally rooms. Uh, uh, and I remember Milan had uh, like a little smoking room, right? It was kind of like they're the Italians, really. You're not gonna fucking take cigarettes out of their hands. I can't believe they got the <laughs> cigarettes out of the the, the, the French's hands, uh, or or even in, in French Canadians too. Like, how the hell did you get Quebecers to stop smoking? Um, but uh, Zurich was fascinating because they had a bunch of different smoking rooms, but they were all um, kind of. Uh, advertised as uh, by different brands, so you'd have the Camel Room, and you'd have like the Marlboro Room. Mm -hmm. What the hell is going on? What year is this? <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is like last year. Oh man, Jesus, Jesus! No, that's not like having smoking rooms in it, but uh, <clears throat> best, best, uh, definitely best airport ever. And and I won't say Montreal because honestly, I, I've been through. It's exactly what you said, right? I, I've been through Dorval. Or sorry, Pierre uh, Le Trudeau um, Airport. So many times that like I know where everything is, and it's just like it, there's no stress when I'm there. Um, yeah. Uh, but definitely the best airports. Um, Reykjavik. Reykjavik was so smooth. Jesus Christ, it was really? so smooth. Oh yeah, just like in and out. It was everybody was cool. Like uh, security took like 20 minutes. It was so great, so well organized. Go. Uh, but the thing is, the uh, Iceland has just so much like tourism that like i'm not surprised that they have it like they have it figured out mm -hmm. um uh but i think my favorite airport there's still charlotte um because uh, my, my wife is from north carolina. north carolina so i fly in and out but the thing is that we do thanksgiving and go through the charlotte airport and every time it's pretty smooth if you can do thanksgiving and it's wow. fairly smooth Huh. Right, and I know, I know the sports bars around the air, like as well. Like, chill, but I can just, I can have some like weirdo explain college football to me while I have one of those like metal Budweiser uh, bottles, uh, and just I've never had a I've never had a problem uh, in the Charlotte airport. I think that's my favorite. I think that's my favorite airport. Craig, yeah, that's. I don't have one. They've all been shitty experiences. That's oh. the right answer. Craig is correct. Uh, I mean, knock on wood, I also haven't had like too bad of an experience at uh, Montreal either. That's eh, all right. I mean, I've never had any issues, but like I'm sure other people have. The Starbucks on... is painfully fucking slow. Yeah, probably. Um, and yeah, it just makes me want to die, especially when I'm there like super early. Like, I 
just want to get home. All right. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Well, I All hope right. I've sufficiently derailed the show. <laughs> yeah. A nice, solid conversation about trains, planes. Planes? No auto- no. Oh, a little bit, a little bit of automobile. Yeah, because we yeah. talked we about did talk a little bit of, briefly. about automobiles. We also talked about how that's probably the greatest comedy of all time. But anyways, let's <laughs> let's save that for the next one. Yeah. We, we can go on about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks, guys. We're going to put a bow on that. Uh, make sure you head over, check out the Age of Darkness podcast if you haven't already. Also, don't um, forget to check out uh, uh, um, uh, Craig and I's um, uh, wrestling uh, podcast, uh, All Eat Heresy, where we uh, uh, um, uh, discuss uh, the absolute banger between uh, FTR <laughs> and both <laughs> Club Gold. And we discuss whether or not we give it Five, six, seven, mm. or eight Dave Metzger stars as possibly the best tag team match of, of all the time. Year. Just all, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched yet. <laughs> it, it has to happen now. Yeah. Make sure you check out Craig on Instagram at Dust of a Thousand Worlds. Uh, head on over to Crash Edge Creative uh, on Instagram as well and check out our YouTube. That's where you catch all the bad ab action. I'm also on threads now. Um, I don't know. I don't get it very much. I'm mostly just there because Musk is upset about threads and I don't like Musk. <laughs> Fair <laughs> I'm, enough. I'm doing my part. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, check out Little Legend Studio. All the usual guys. It'll all be in the show notes there. Um, Boys of the Golden Throne, uh, their event coming up here in November as well as tickets are available for Scandis. I gotta buy that right away. Um, and I think that's it. Keep those Gilfields up. Take care. <laughs>